0: on some shit. We go zero to hundred, real quick. Hey, 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 What up, what up, what up, what up? I'm back. A day early but a week late. It's, uh, Kels at KMGG on Twitter. Thanks for asking Kels Podcast. Um, listen, I totally, I did, I apologize. I totally did not intend to miss last week. I had everything, you know, punched and ready to go. But, um, I got my, um, Booster shot on last Sunday here in here in Harlem. Well, it's funny I had ma- I made an appointment at uh, Dwayne Reed to get the booster and the flu shot, but I remembered that here in Harlem, like on the weekends sometimes, and I, I guess they alternate corners, but they 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 have the little um, uh, COVID vaccination stations that they put up on the corner, and I was walking. um Back on Sunday, and they were there, so I was like, you know what? Let me just get it right now, cause you know it's holiday week, Halloween weekend, and y'all know Halloween. I do my whole, I'm a, which I'm gonna talk about in a minute. I do my whole little tattoo facing, and I was like, yo, you know, let me just get it, get it out the way. I don't want my Halloween ruined. Well. I got that joint, so the first time, my first vaccine was Johnson & Johnson, and everybody dragged Johnson & Johnson, but listen, Johnson & Johnson, uh, did me fine, I ain't caught COVID, I was COVID free, same as everybody else, and all these breakthrough cases I'm hearing about, it, it ain't been Johnson Johnson, it's been these other motherfuckers, so, um, I got to Johnson Johnson the first time, I told y'all, that thing just, it was just, it, it did take me down, but it was like a quick eight hours, like, the, the day I did, I got it in the late at night, like one in the morning, that next day, I didn't feel well, I, I laid down, you know, slept the sleep of the dead, it was the best sleep ever, my arm was really sore, got up the next day but like, this, it came over me all of a sudden, and it just lifted, just like a cloud, like, I, I think about the next day, maybe 11, it just lifted, like I never even was sick, this Pfizer, it was the exact opposite, took it on Sunday um, felt lightheaded immediately like, like, you know, am I gonna faint? you know even after they make you sit there for the 15 minutes i just kept like am i going to pass out arm was not too bad though i was like oh this and I, and um you know no no big deal as the night wore on I, I did that that happened to be sunday night i did go out a little bit but i didn't my costume y'all saw it or maybe you didn't but um you know i didn't my beard was, it was okay, but it wasn't looking like it should have looked, cause I just, I didn't, it just was a slow unveil, as the night went on, I just started feel, it started hitting me, and I wasn't feeling well, and I was like, oh, what's this about to be, so I did what I could the second, you know, Halloween, but I was like, alright, this is not gonna work, so I went out, and uh, went up the street a little bit, and just did a couple things, and went out, um, up to Sugar Hill, I did. I I, did, I went to some new places on Halloween, right? But all through the night, I felt it coming on, coming on, coming on. So I was like, oh. So I went back. <coughs> sorry. Went back in the house, and um, that next day, which would have been Monday, terrible. Felt terrible, and by this time, my armpit. My so I got a shot, and I'm left-handed, so I got the shot in the right arm. My right armpit was sore. And I don't know. If, I guess it was swollen. out, I mean, I don't know what a fucking swole lip node looks like, but it had to be, cause it was sore. It was so sore. And people were saying they couldn't move their arm. I could move my arm. It wasn't that. And I could lay on my on my arm. It wasn't that. Like the Johnson Johnson, my arm was really, really sore. Like I couldn't move it. This wasn't that. It was my armpit that was killing me. And um, people were like, "Yeah, that's your lip node." Johnson Johnson didn't do none of that to me. I didn't had none of that. Um so I'm like, cool, so that's Monday, so I'm like, alright, you know, by Tuesday I should feel cool, because that's what Johnson Johnson was, Tuesday roll around, still feel like shit, um, sorry, I skipped the part of the story, because it's not gonna make sense, I did end up going to Walgreens Monday, that's what it was, so I did go to Walgreens, I got the flu shot, so I got the, the um, COVID booster on Sunday, I got the flu shot on Monday, we're supposed to get it at the same time, um, but I mean, shit, back-to-back, same thing, right? Because they offer it to you at the same time. So, that's the part I find. So, so Sunday night, I knew it was COVID, because, you know, I felt, felt lightheaded. I, I, that's I, that's kind of a little bit of what I had last time. By the time Monday rolls around, I don't know what this is. I'm like, is this the COVID? Is this the flu shot? Because I, I haven't gotten a flu shot in a long time. The only reason I got this flu shot is because, you know we coming out of the pandemic now, we still in it, but we coming out, and I, you know, I done stayed COVID-free this whole time, and, you know, these breakthrough cases, and they got all these different suits, I'm just not trying to, I was like, just get the fucking flu shot, I typically don't get flu shots because... I just, every time prior that I get a flu shot, and actually, now that I think about it, probably this time too, I just get really, really sick. And I've never had the flu. Like, I've never caught the flu. And But every time, I, I got it one time in college, I got in the military, because they make you every... I've gotten it like three times prior, and every single time, that shit makes me feel terrible. And, but prior to them shot, everybody's like, oh, well, that's protecting I'm like, no, because I haven't gotten them year after year. Like, I've I've gone... Get five ten years and, and before college, I never got a flu shot, so I just I'd never gotten the flu. And every time I get them shots, after and one time when I was in college, like yo, I really thought I was going on the glory. That shit had me down, down so bad. We had like, um, you know, I was at my dad's house all the pets like we had two dogs and a cat them niggas was all huddled up and the cat was huddled up with me i was like yo i'm about to die these niggas you know because they say animals come around when you about to die i was like oh shit this is it but that's how sick i was like they felt that i was sick and they just stayed with me right um um yeah so i got that flu shot so now we into monday crap, feel like complete crap and it's come, it was it was made worse because in New York City here, you might not know, we don't control our heat in the apartment buildings, like there's dates between certain dates and certain dates they turn the heat on, right? and you can't control it, and in this building we have project heat this heat be so fucking high and so fucking hot, I live on the 11th floor, I have all of my windows wide open, all year long, I've never there's never time where these windows are closed all year long, because that's just how hot it be, in and it's still hot in here, right, it's like a whole thing, anybody in New York City tell you, they be smoky, we call it Project Heat, they just be smoking you out, right, so that didn't help, so it's already, I'm feverish, I'm sweaty, I feel like crap, it's already hot as hell in here, I got a fan on by myself, so I ain't got nobody, you know what I mean, I'm just like, oh my god, I was down bad, I was in the bed, like, just, oh my god, you know, so I was like, alright, now I'm in the Tuesday, I'm like, how much longer is this gonna last, like, I know I got these two fucking shots, but goddamn, so, when the guy gave me the booster, he was like, yeah, it might be five to seven days, and I am like, five to seven, I was like, I ain't got time for no five five, I was just not believing it, I was like, you know, that's worst case scenario, Tuesday rolls around, my right armpit is still extremely sore, but now also is my left armpit, now the left limp nose, so this like booster is literally moving through my body, I'm like what the fuck, so now it's Wednesday and I still feel like shit not as bad as Tuesday, but still feel like shit so I realized now that it's I'm out of it. I feel like the the, the first couple days was probably the booster shot like my um armpits, but I think the rest of that shit was the flu vaccine cuz I start thinking but I was like, you know what? Every time I get that flu shit, I get fucking definitely ill, and I was definitely ill. Like I, I don't know, I'm I'm never getting that shit again like that flu shot takes me the fuck out and I've never in my life had the actual flu. Um so I figured out now that's what it was cause I was like yup, every that's the last time it was the same thing, I was down down, down, like I just felt like crap, I didn't call out of work though because I don't know, you know, I'm in here and it's just like, but I should have, because I didn't realize until I started feeling better which was about last third mm, actually, completely better completely better probably saturday not really till that whole week i just it was lingering i felt i felt not great i was sweating that night it was terrible right and i and i realized last night it's hot in here but i realized it wasn't as hot as i thought it was the heat it wasn't the heat, it was me, I had a fucking fever, that's why I was <laughs> burning the fuck up, and I was like, oh my god, you stupid, you you had the fucking, you had a fever, cause I was like, yo, I'm gonna send an email, like, yo, y'all got the heat on too fucking high, like, god damn, it was, it, I had a fever. So, that's long story to say, that's why I had to skip last week, y'all, I'm sorry, I could not, it, it wasn't happening, so, I apologize, so I, I posted this up a, a, a day earlier, for the, for the delay, cause that was totally unintentional alright, so let's get into it, um, The Yours and negative, I have two, and both of these I'm gonna discuss further, but I'm just gonna shoot them out right here, um, T.S. Madison went on to Breakfast Club to discuss, um, Dave Chappelle and a whole bunch of other bullshit that's been going on, and I don't wanna talk about that too much more, but I'll, I will just to give her her props, and the second one is To The Harder They Fall, came on Netflix, listen, <sighs> excellent, 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 I have never, when, I know when a movie is really good, when it makes me feel like a kid again, when it, you know, when it takes me back to, like, being five in the theater, you know, when you five years old, everything is, like, so wondrous, and so, and you clap and all of that shit, like, that, 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 this movie did that for me, I'm gonna discuss that in a minute, so, um, but those are the two yours and negative Negritude's, um, alright, so let's go, um, and actually, I, talk, I already talked about how... So, I mean, I'll go into Halloween. If you follow me on Twitter um, and Instagram, then, you know, you know, I do my whole uh, little tattoo thing, face thing for Halloween. And I'm kind of like, man, I'm kind of salty because I have been working... Well, I mean, the beard I did Friday was like a new beard I came up with. I, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. I might do it again. I, I Next time I know what I want to do, um, I got to blend it better. I was trying to go for... I, the look I was trying to go for, it it, it came across, but it's not exactly, I, I know what I need to do, so anyway, I was gonna fix it the second, you know, on actual Halloween, that's when I was gonna put I got sick, so I'm a little upset about that, but whatever, it's, you know, next year, but, just know, I, you know, I've been working on my beard shit all year, and I was upset that I didn't get to, um, you know, I just didn't get to blend it, I blended, it's, it's, it's things that I do to make it look like an actual beard, and not like something, you know, them weave joints they glue on and I wasn't able to do it this year, so it kinda didn't 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 pull off like like it should have. Um, but whatever. Happy Halloween. Um Yeah. All right. What is next? Let's get the quick stuff out the way. New York City has a new mayor. Um Eric Adams. Everybody is gloom and doom. I feel like the dude is gonna be decent. um, I was not, you know, I was upset, when people was voting for de Blasio, I just didn't understand it, I knew he was going to be a terrible mayor, I knew he was a grifter, I just knew it, I'm like, yo, this nigga is talking crazy, he's got his family with this afro, like, I'm not voting for a dude because this kid has 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 an afro, like, I get that Bloomberg did the most, but I mean, to me, to me, the mistake with Bloomberg was the third term, he only needed two, he really, you know, a lot of things Bloomberg, look, I put it like this, the, the New York City that I moved to and to back to in 2007 to 2010 was way better and different than this shit we got right here, right now, and that's a lot of that has to do with Bloomberg. Now, did it go too far? Of course, but de Blasio is the fucking worst, and I keep saying, if we need a, if we can have a mayor that's somewhere between de Blasio and Bloomberg, then we'd be okay, and I think that's what Eric Adams is, and listen, I'm not one of these lefty liberals, these New York City liberals, I'm not, I, I, I believe, I think we need police, I think people need to go to fuck the fuck to jail, I think, you know, we don't need to do, um, search, uh, stop and frisk, but I think we need a police presence because when we don't have one, we get to what's in these streets now, where niggas is like just wilding out here, and there's drug addicts everywhere. And you know, I just don't believe in a lot of this. All this needle, I don't believe in that shit. These the fucking addicts. Look, I understand they need treatment, but get them out of here. Why are they in our neighborhood? Put them on Roosevelt Island somewhere. My empathy does not extend as far as some of the rest of y'all's. Okay, I want, I get it that they, you know. I do so they got listen. All I know is I go to work, I play taxes, I pay a lot of rent, and you know, I don't want to live like this. So whatever. Um, and I know this is New York City, but like Harlem, I can't speak for no other neighborhoods. I don't know what it's like in Brooklyn. I've been I went down Midtown. This Midtown looks like New York City right now. If you if you've never been in New York City, you might not know the difference. But if you have in like the past 10 or 20 years, you know. We used to complain about Sex in the City in New York because they cleaned it up too much and made it a tourist spot. But New York City, and and you know, but it was but it was clean and it was relatively safe. Okay, I did. Now there was in those years there was never a time where when I came out the house. I mean, besides regular street, you know, savvy. I never was worried about going out at any hour, because we just, it was, you would probably be okay, you know, you have to, I mean, yeah, you you have to pay attention, but like, it was nothing to be walking down the street at Harlem at 2 or 3 in the morning, or whatever time, anywhere, and you really didn't have too much where, I mean, you had to, you know, keep your head on the swivel, but now, like, I'm really like, ner- I'm really nervous and pay attention when I go out now because it's great people getting robbed, people, and I'm talking about on Linux and on 125th and like you know, not like off in the alleys and shit, like it's really wild out here, like Harlem right now is really back to the bad old days, like if the movies from like the 80s and 90s, they show New York City all with, you know, bums and crazy people down in Times Square and shit it's back to that now and New York was not like that, Times Square was a tourist destination, I mean literally, for, till, you know, a few years ago, um, till this de Blasio clown, um, you know, he let the, people like, you know, talking about he letting the homeless people stay in the hotels for the pandemic, okay, cool, that's nice, but um, now, Midtown is full of homeless people, and drug addicts, and you know, the liberals, they try to act like you doing too much, and it's propaganda, it's not propaganda, go the fuck down Midtown, right? I told you I went to a show a um, couple weeks ago, down Midtown, it was people sitting in front of the Fox News building, where I used to work, if you know New York City, that's right across from Rockefeller Plaza, that is the most touristy area of New York City, and this motherfucking homeless people, and bums, and winos, and drug addicts just laid out, like what is this? this don't ain't what we do around here, like, this never been like that, never ever, you got to go all the way down to, like, the East Village, way over by the waterfront or somewhere to find that shit, this shit is in fucking 6th Avenue, and, and goddamn, where is it, 50th Street, like, bruh, that's how messed up it is now, um, so, you know, I'm gonna get it. and like I said, the, all I know is, you know, he used to be a cop, sure, I, people are, um, you know, um, lamenting against that, I personally think it might be alright, because the Blasio got, the cops ran all over de Blasio as much as he was supposed to be, he let them do whatever the fuck they wanted to do, and I th- and, you know, they didn't like him clearly, and he been no matter, he let them do whatever the fuck bend over be, I saw how he let them beat people up, you know, during the protests and shit, I think somebody who has, um, you know a connection with the police, might you know, listen, we need police, again, I'm not one of these people that's, you know, gonna ever be, like, defund the police and all that, like, cause, nigga, I'm from Philly, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, I just, I'm not, you know, I just feel like people who a lot of people be from places, or grew up in places where they ain't have to worry about that kind of shit, and they didn't have to live through that shit, and it's real cute to say no police, and less police, and all of that shit, but they be the same ones running straight for the police when something happened to them, and I just, I don't really have no, I just think that's a silly position, and I just really kind of look at people sideways who who say that shit, there's a difference between, you know, yes, police brutality is is out of control, and, 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 and stop and frisk, like, yeah, those are things that can, can be fixed, but it's the difference between that and shit y'all be talking about, and I just think y'all sound crazy, um, yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, I, the day blase is out, I'll be like, thank God, Um, and I'd have been adding this nigga on Twitter, hey, yo, you know how much it costs to live in Harlem? All right, Clean this shit up, cause it's crazy. Whole Foods, 125th and Linux, you gotta step over drug addicts, and these niggas be having block parties, yo. The the, the addicts be having block, but par- if you walk through 125th and Linux at night on like the weekends, these niggas, I don't know where they got a DJ, but they got a DJ, and they be out there having block parties. Just add it. You walk through and this addicts jigging and doing whatever on 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 once cause the cops put one of them spotlights up. You know that's what they do to try to deter, you know loitering, it ain't work, these niggas use that shit like a disco ball, and they be out there with a fucking DJ, you think I'm lying, there's people that be, that that put it on Twitter, they walk through there and put it on Twitter, they literally be having a black party, Just, just addicts, not regular people, just addicts be out there right on the corner across from Whole Foods, in front of that uh, laser optics, whatever that gla- eyeglass place is, that's where they have it, usually with a um, in the daytime, where the uh, Power Rangers be standing, they put a DJ up there, I don't know where the fuck they get a DJ from, but these motherfucking addicts be out there having to draw it, like, are y'all for real? So, something gotta give. Um, alright, so what's next? What's that say? I'll save that for last. Um, save that for the last two. Oh, so here's, here's, here's here's what it is. so, T.S. Madison went on the Breakfast Club, T.S. Madison is um, a trans, um, I don't know, what is she, actress? I'll Well, I mean, she was in the new movie, which I haven't seen yet, she was in that Zola movie, I know, all I know is she has a YouTube channel, and she did the, um, Queen's Court with, um, with, um, damn, my neck, my back, what's a Kaya for a little bit, so that blew up but, you know, she's been on different talk shows she's been in movies, she's like a personality, right kind of like a, um, but she's a she's a trans woman, right and, you know, I um, she, of of the trans women, there's a couple out, put it like this you know, I the, the, of the LGBT, what, what do you call these people, like YouTube people or like personalities, they ain't quite star but like celebrities, I guess a lot of them are male, uh, the black ones anyway, influencers, there we go a lot of them are black, a lot of them are male and I really find most of them to be like, not bright and a little stupid right, but Madison is one that I don't put in that category I don't agree with everything she'd be saying but, um I I think she speaks I I agree with her on gay issues and, and, and issues that are, um about, or applicable to the leg booty community, I I tend to agree with her takes, I don't agree with some of these others, because I think they're very cloaked in ignorance, and um, a lot of other things too and so she went up, because you know, they'll bring the Breakfast Club, they'll bring they brought uh, Flame Moreau, who's another I don't even know, she don't identify as trans I don't really know what she is, but they, you know the Breakfast Club, they tend to bring people on there who they're gonna clown, or they're gonna, you know, joke and just be ignorant with and they brought Madison on there and that didn't go down because she has a presence and she didn't allow it to go down right and she and she pushed back against you know the silly things they said and she I just thought she they asked her about the Dave Chappelle thing which she has spoke, spoken on before and, and the boozy um, incident with Little Nas, and I just thought it was you know, I just thought what she said was great I thought she said what she had to say I thought she made a point, she's always saying I'm speaking for me, and I agree I say that too, you know, you're entitled to your opinion but this is mine, and they just they didn't clown her, and they didn't, you know cause they, they tried that. and every time they tried it, she would pull it right back, and she kind of commanded the room okay, that's what I'm trying to say, she wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, you know how the the breakfast club do, um, she didn't allow that to happen, and, I thought it was great, and she's just saying what we all been saying, we're like, listen, you know, look, y'all feel how y'all wanna feel, we tired of y'all niggas, but like, don't piss on her head and tell us it's raining, we know what the fuck we talking about, and we know what the fuck you doing, and she went in all little boozy about him, you know, Chasing, you know, harassing little Nas X. I told you, I think little, I think, I think little Nas X make Boozy's booty hole quiver. I think that nigga likes that that boy because whether you homophobic, transphobic, whatever phobia you got, it don't make no. This man is laser focused on this one kid, and there's so many other gay artists and stuff that you could just be offended by and and not like but as soon as Nas, little Nas X breathe, here come Boozy, it's like sir, you're watching him too close, it's like you're watching the film on him, like he's, you know a wide, a fucking running back and, and, and you are a defensive lineman like, you like you, you know, you, it's, you're it's doing too much so, shout out to Madison, I, 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 I loved the, I loved what she said, I loved her composure, she didn't let them take her left, she didn't let them take her right she made her points, and um, you know, I'm just, I'm just a fan, and she's, she's one that I can, I, I, you know, I don't watch her YouTube show all the time, but I have watched it, and I just like her energy, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, it's a lot of representation out here now that I find to be unfortunate, and or, and even counterproductive, but she's not one. Um, that brings me to my second thing that I want to talk about, so you know, I don't talk about that man, uh, in that red hat, that black man that was stumping for Trump. I don't talk about him no more. I don't. Pl- I just. I'm done with him. I've been done with him, because listen, I've told, as I've said many times, there's one thing that I do not. I. I. You know judgy, judge, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I really don't give a fuck, but there, you know, everybody has their leeways, everybody has their lines, everybody has their things, they could be like, eh, well, you know, but one thing I do, I do not play about, and I have never played about and because it's how I was raised, and who I was raised by, I don't play with no coons, and I don't play with no stepping and no fetching, I don't give a fuck who you are, you can be my best friend, you start stepping, fetching, cooning, and, and all of that shit, we, we got to part ways, cause I, that's, I'm never gonna do, it. I left, I've, if you listen to this podcast, y'all know, I left that job at News Corp, because y'all, I wasn't gonna be no Uncle Tom, and I wasn't gonna be no, you know, no Steffi Fetch it. that's just, uh, that's not in my soul, that's not in my being, I can't do it and, um, you know, I just, I, I appreciate it, now, I don't know too much about Mr. J Prince, but I've heard that he is nothing to mess with, and from everything that I've seen about him, and the way people behave around him, I believe it he, you know, Kanye West went on, um, Drink Champs um, and had a had an interview that was viewed by very many people, I, I didn't watch it, because again, I have no interest in him, I don't think he's clever I don't think he's smart, I don't think he has anything to say, I think he's a great producer, that's all I got for him okay, I don't think he's no genius I think he's actually quite stupid and um, I'm just not interested in anything he has to say, now, I haven't been interested in anything he's had to say in a very long time, to be honest um, and I'll take it further and say, you know, and I I, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Like, I'm just kind of over hip-hop. I'm just kind of, because it's so, it's just full of, ignoramuses, and it's like there's no integrity, and there's no character, and, and and these niggas don't, I mean, you know, there's a few exceptions, very few, but most of these niggas, they're just disappointing, and they don't get, they have no, they don't give it, they don't care about anything, except making money, and y'all know I'm not one of these anti-capitalist people and all of that, but I just feel like at a certain point, you know, you got enough money to where you should have some kind of integrity, you should be able to, when, when it is necessary, to stand up and call out somebody who was doing coon shit and who was being detrimental to black people and everything can't be so about your relationships and your money that you, that you turn into Uncle Tom and that's what a lot of these motherfuckers have turned into, whether they know it or not, because for somebody, for Ye, to be running around and doing what he was doing, and saying the things he's saying, and acting the way he's acting, and for nobody to check him at all, for nobody to say, and for y'all to be watching, and key and and letting this nigga in your, your presence, and on your albums, and look, you know, this is just me speaking, but, you know, I just, I just, I find it, I, I find it kind of disgusting, like, I find it kind of very, um, just, uh dread like just i don't know repulsive i don't i don't like it because i think that y'all don't need to do that i think that y'all can you know i think that there's a point where people are doing things that that should get them ostracized from the community, that should get them shamed out, that should get doors closed in their faces, because nigga, like, we not on that shit over here, and before Jay Prince had that dude pressed up in the pot, and it ain't even about, like, he was really about Drake and what he was saying about Drake, it's not even about what the apology was about, it was the fact that he did it, and he made himself be present in the video, so that you would know that he did it, so that you would know that he checked this man, and made this man do that and the fact that he is the only one that has done that, is why like I can't really fuck with hip hop no more cause I feel like it's full of fucking ass eaters and yes men and and groupies, because all the shit that this man done did with that maggot, like even like like um I just I mean even wig like I mean come on man y'all niggas got enough money none of y'all gonna say when this dude is running around um stumping for Trump and wearing this MAGA hat and all none of y'all's had anything to say and even with the drink champs like none of y'all no nobody had nothing nothing to say nothing to check him and the two people who did Big Sean and 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 John Legend he talks he gonna call them sellouts cause they would cause they, they he's just a clown I, first I don't here's what I will say I feel like, I feel that Kanye West is mentally ill. I think he's, he's all he's not, he's off. And he's either not on his medication or he's not on the right medication. I think he is mentally ill. So I really don't, that's why I really don't care to listen to him or injured because I, to me, that's this, when you, when you would do and I get it that a lot of people have mental issues, but I don't, I I don't think this dude is, I think he is untreated, I think he is running around when he's shaving his head, I don't think he's on his medication, and I don't think he takes care of himself, so I think he is actively in his fits, right and to me, it is I just, to me I'm not comfortable, I feel like he is being almost like taken advantage of when you bring him on a, a podcast and let him rant like that, like he's really saying, he's he's clearly mentally off and I just feel, it's kind of like when you bring somebody who's developmentally disabled a little slow, you know how people bring them around and and, and, and kind of you know, just let them go and it's like and, and, and I, it's the same kind of thing to me, like this man is mentally sick so and everybody's just pretending like he's not. He's a genius, and he's actually making points, and he's not. And it's just I don't. I think that's very unseemly. Okay. So the whole thing he said about John the Democrat, like clearly that's something that's been told to him or fed to him. Like that's not something that's the same. Like he's off. So to me, that didn't even like if you if you put a, if listen if if I'm John Legend, and I don't even think John Legend responds, which is the of response, like, nigga, you were out here campaigning for Donald Trump, who is a fucking racist, who wanted to take this country to a place that would have us damn near back slavery, and you were fucking campaigning for him, for you to come up here and say that somebody else is a sellout to me, or could, that doesn't require a response, because nigga, you are so fucking lost, like, I don't I, I, my dignity as a as a man or a woman, or a human being, whatever the fuck you want to label you want, I'm not responding to you, dude, I'm not you know, and just the fact that nobody has called this dude on anything that he said Jay says something about, oh, what you said about Jeff's blaze or something, that's all you gotta say all the ignorant shit this man has said and that's all you gotta say so, you know he called out John Legend and, and Big Sean Coon because them two black men actually had the, the, the fucking some pride and said that this nigga's fucking bugging, you know, the only two all these other tough guy rappers, I'm this and I'm that, and y'all just letting this man run around say whatever, it's just disappointing because, you know, there used to be a time where, you know this is why we get so offended when y'all compare, you know, these clown niggas to Muhammad Ali, because you you couldn't carry Muhammad Ali's water, because Muhammad Ali stood for things, and he spoke out on things, and when you tried to fucking... Challenge him. He spoke right back. He let you know, I'm not going to Vietnam because the black, you know, did he ain't the Vietnam, the Vietnam, Kong ain't never did nothing. To me, Like he, he was, he he was knowledgeable. He was studied. He articulate. He stood up for himself. Aretha Franklin, all our black activists back in the, our black uh, actors and actresses and celebrities back in the day, they stood for things. They stood on put they were at they were not for apartheid. They were not, you know, they stood for things that matter to black people. And and we don't do that anymore to the and and it's just I just think it's whack, and you can't convince, I just think it's whack, I think nobody has any integrity anymore, like at some point dog, you got enough money to where you could, but they, they don't want to say anything because they want to be in a room with these white men who who are fucking racist and don't give a fuck about you they think that that means you made it if you don't only in in a room with Robert Kraft and all these what we see are clearly racist ass people, like rabbit racist ass people, but to them they in a the room with the billionaires, they made it to me that's that's no integrity because, like, y'all got so much power and money now, y'all really, you know, it don't, listen, everybody talks about Tyler Perry, and he's wearing, and I do too, because I don't appreciate his content, but I've never, uh, I've never shaded his business acumen, and all I know is, all y'all got to say about Tyler Perry, you can't make it unless you want to dress, Tyler Perry's down in Atlanta with his own studio, and his own production company, and he ain't got to ask none of these niggas for nothing, he not got to be in these rooms with these white men shaking, and shucking and jiving, and tap dancing for nothing, if he wanna make his movie, he go right to his studio that he owned he turned the lights on and he filmed his movie he gonna have the same wig for all 20 actors and they gonna pass it around in between scenes but that's okay, I'm just saying he can do that, you don't see him up here begging for nobody for nothing that's all I'm gonna say okay, and there's other people that can do that too, but that's not, you know, they not, they they, they don't care about that, they just, they want to be, you know, if the white man don't tap them on the shoulder, and give them his cold ice, then, you know it, it, it ain't making it to them, and I just, I just think that's, I just think it's whack, and so, you know, I've just really, I can't I can't, I can't fuck with you niggas, because I, that's not, I can't I can't do that that's one thing that I will never bow down, and yeah, I mean, people want to be successful, make money like everybody else, but I'm not, not to the point, my daddy didn't raise me like that, my father raised me to never, ever, ever, ever give an inch, to these white people, to give, to bow your head at all to these white people, because they ain't shit, they ain't no better than you, they don't know no more than you, they, all they do is lie, cheat, and steal, and, 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 you know, that shit they tell you about you, you, you ruled the world, and you, we ruled the world, and we had civilization, and we had all kind of shit, and we had, uh, things that they could only dream about, and it was only when we accepted their religion, that, that white God, that we've been low and, and ain't been up since, and so, that's just how I was raised, and I mean, I'm not saying I believe everything my dad said, and, and, and you know, I actually, you know, a lot of that shit is whole tap, but one thing I I have always, you know, that has, was ingrained in me, and I take with me is that you don't be no motherfucking coon, you don't be no motherfucking Uncle Tom, you don't ever. These they are not better than you. You are both of y'all got the same blood in in your body. Don't let them make you feel no kind of way. It's it is not no you know standing next to them ain't no real you know. It don't mean you made it nowhere. Them motherfuckers are 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 not the 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 um the bar, and so. I I just take that with me everywhere um so, you know, I just thought it was great I'm like, I don't even care what this man is talking about, because he really wasn't, he was apologizing mainly for what he said about Drake, it's not like it was deep, but just the fact that he did it, the fact that he was like, no, nigga, you are not just gonna say whatever fuck you wanna say about, about about people on this guy, and no, we gonna put you on camera, and I'm gonna stand here so y'all know I'm the one that did it, and you gonna motherfucking apologize for the shit you have been saying out your mouth, and the fact that nobody else has set, has done that to him or checked him in any way for all the wild shit he'd been doing and saying prior to this, except for the guy from TMZ, he did it too the guy from TMZ that called him out, except for him it's just, it's just, it's just disgraceful to me, it's just, it's really disgraceful that all these, all y'all niggas wanna sit up there with this rich, you know, with all this money and talk about how y'all this and rich and that and that and, like, but are you really, because y'all can't even call this motherfucker that's running around being a goddamn Uncle Tom behind this, this, this fucking guy, and y'all sitting up here with these NFL owners and NBA owners that's on the emails calling people niggas and monkey lips and shit, I, I don't know, I just, I, it's unserious to me, I can't, you know, it's it's whatever, y'all rich, yeah, I'm broke whatever, I'm sure, but you know, I got my soul, and I don't know if y'all do, that's all I'm saying um, moving on, in the same vein Aaron Rodgers, man, I can't have shit, Aaron Rodgers is my favorite NFL quarterback and this motherfucker went on, what, Joe Rogan, or some podcast and went full nutcase this nigga done lied about being vaccinated he done put everybody, look Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback but he should be suspended for the entire season, maybe more, and if the Packers knew, they should be fine and forfeit all that games, because you it's one thing to run around here, doing your own research, and all this shit, not being vaccinated, and all of this crap, but it's another thing to totally lie and be on the sidelines with no mask and no nothing, putting everybody in danger what if you would have passed that shit to somebody they took it home to their kid and their kid died cause you out here lying, that shit is despicable that shit is disgraceful I think it's ridiculous the way the NFL the NFL need to come down his ass hard, because that's this is what I don't understand about these companies that are going with this wackadoo vaccination shit, like yo, y'all look crazy, this is terrible fucking, listen you're not gonna win It's like, people still think this anti-vax thing is, it's it's a 50-50, it's It's not, you're not gonna win, nobody's dropping vax mandates, we're all gonna get vaccinated, it just is what it is, there's never, we're not gonna drop it, because what the, like, it's stupid, you have no point, it's pointless, you, you, like, you just, you're the dumbest ones, nobody, there's no point to what you are doing, we're going to be vaccinated, if you don't want to get your shot, you're gonna lose your job, you're not gonna be able to travel like The world is not. We're not doing this. So I don't get it. But in the same vein of what I just talked about, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is a elder statesman of sports who hasn't played in a game since the '80s, but who was known for being once again active. This is somebody who stood up for his principles and his beliefs in his time. For him to be the one to have to come out and say what is the truth about Aaron Rodgers and this guy, nobody else in the NFL, no other athletes, everybody's quiet as kept for this man to still have to be the activist as old as he is and it's it's just a sad it's a sad state of where we currently are because you can't tell me none of these new, y'all playing in the league with this dude none of y'all can say hey man that's kind of fucked up, why would you do like nobody can, everybody nobody has any integrity, nobody has any responsibility? Oh my god, I can't say nothing because I might lose five cents. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, it's disappointing. And you know, I just, I'm not looking forward to, to I think things are, are, are about to be really trash because I think all the people who have any sense of responsibility, who have any sense of duty, and who have character and, 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 pr- and just, I don't know, just, just raised right. I don't. It's, it, we just. We did a bad. Like you, y'all. That raised these millennials. Y'all did a bad job. Y'all did a shit job. Y'all did a very bad job. The Gen Zs are not as bad but these I just it's a terrible generation it's a it's a, a generation with no integrity it's a generation that is spoiled it's a generation that is immature it's a generation that just thinks everything is me 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 and revolves around feelings and every you know I don't owe anybody anything and everything is mental health and and self care and it's just they have no connection to the world, they have no sense of duty, and they have no sense of social responsibility to the citizens around them, and they have they don't feel like they have to participate in society if it makes them uncomfortable or if it's not exactly to their liking and you just can't society can't function like that so, you know we about to be in real trouble here in in a few years, because after all that has occurred, we still can't get people to vote like they supposed to vote. We still can't get people to take a life-saving vaccine. We still, we couldn't get people to just stay the fuck in the house, so that we have to be in this pandemic for going on three years now, because people just don't give a fuck about nobody else, and they just want to do what they want to do, and it doesn't matter if you jeopardize other people's lives, nobody cares. Until it affects them, then all of a sudden we're supposed to uh, uh, donate to your GoFundMe, there's just like people these these new folks, they have no sense of responsibility they have no sense of accountability nothing is their fault they always, it's always an ism or a schism or or, or, or a, a syndrome or some reason why they're not responsible and it's poor parenting and it's poor upbringing I think we all saw it, I think we all saw it, it's, everybody gets trophies kind of a cliche, everybody gets a cold star, it's kind of a cliche, but I feel like my generation which plus you my end of the generation my you know my end of Gen X um we saw them coming up I think I feel like we were the last generation that didn't do that that didn't you know have the trophies didn't have the social promotion we didn't have none of that shit that shit was just kind of starting when I was I had graduated and was kind of early as a So we saw it coming and <clears throat> we saw it coming and I think we all the predictions that we had for how these kids gonna come out came true. Just no kind of, I don't know. Just I don't even know what to say. It's just, it's just they're not making people like they used to. That's a, that's all. That's all I can say. Um. Yeah. So so fuck Aaron Rodgers and shout out to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But it's just a shame that he nobody else, nobody active in the league would say anything. Nobody on the on the on the Packers team had the intent. We and they still doing the investigation. He said he told the Packers. The Packers said he lied. I tend to believe the fact the Packers because he did lie. He lied purposely, and I feel like and and his interviews he's just talking gibberish and nonsense and talking about yeah. When I gave him my research, they said I was a quack. First of all, sir, you know this is you're a football player. Your, it's funny to me that somebody who's a football player, who's a quarterback—that's your, that's what you do. The fact that you would think that you could take some quote fingers research to medical doctors and give it to them, and that was and and, and be taken so, like this is what this is what I was saying last week about people have forgotten their places and like what the fuck is wrong with people, sir? You're a fucking athlete. You throw a fucking football you know, it's like, people don't like for you to say shut up and dribble, or shut up and play, but that's where I'm at with it, like, hey shut up and play ball, because what are you talking about, first of all, you're not not even a quack, because a quack is a term reserved for like, a fake doctor, like a doctor that's not really, they call him a quack, you're not even that, you're some fucking clown like every other fucking clown that went on the internet and googled some shit and think that you that means that you know something like, of course, they laughed at you because what the fuck is this bullshit? Get out of here, dude! I'm a fucking medical doctor. What are you talking about? Do I fucking be on the center in the in the, in the fucking huddle? Which like like I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why how these people don't people don't know their place anymore, man. You're not you're not bright. You're not smart. Like you throw a, a football. Throw the football. Like what do you th- I can't, man, I can't with people, and we're just supposed to pretend like this is okay, and everybody, oh, well, you know, he has a point, no, he doesn't, he doesn't have a point of view, he's stupid, what is he talking, he's not, that's nonsense, and he's talking, it's gibberish, it doesn't even make any fucking sense, fuck, alright, moving on, uh, what do I want to do next, okay, yeah, let's save those last, World, um, incident, if you haven't heard, Travis Scott's uh, festival went to shit, because, you know, they started uh, crushing, they started rushing the stage, too many people there to jump the barriers, they rushed the stage, eight people were killed, several, many more were injured this is all I'm gonna say um they're doing an investigation, and I'm just gonna wait, because there was all kind of people are, I'm not, I'm not saying Travis was to blame or wasn't to blame, but there's several. Nothing like that happens unless several people have dropped the ball on several things. So, and and the way these things usually go, Travis is probably the least responsible um, as far as what occurred. Now he's been getting hammered because people claim that you know he should have stopped the show and, and and I'm not saying he should or shouldn't. Perhaps he should have. But what I will say is what I've seen is people from the crowd showing video of, look, this is where I was, of him on stage with, you know, look, right there, that's where the guy fell down, you tell me he can't see that, look, that's your view, from where you are to him, that's not his view from where he is to you, with all them lights and shit up there, (coughs) okay, views are different, depending on where you are, his view on stage, (coughs) (coughs) sorry y'all, see, still got this little infection in my chest, your view on stage, I mean, his view on stage is not the same, you can see, I don't know, I just think people are being a little silly about this, because this is not just happens at Travis, like, we've seen, we talk about every day, how Michael Jackson has had grown people passing out, in those shows too, people, you know pass out, and a CPR come in and they get them out of there, and they raise them up out of the crowd so for people to be like, well he knew they were dead, he, I don't think he did, I don't think he knew they were dead he probably saw, yes he might have saw people passing out, but again so did Michael Jackson, he didn't stop the show, because the CPR people come up, they raise them up, they put that it happens at concerts, not just his so to say <coughs> I don't think it's fair to say that he knew that that what was going on. Yes, he probably saw the ruckus and yes he probably but he also saw the CPR people were like, "Okay, we're going to keep going." I'm not saying that at some point perhaps they shouldn't have stopped the show, but I'm just saying I think y'all are doing a lot right now to assume that he knew that all these people were getting trampled to death and getting crushed and he I don't I don't think it's fair to say that he did. Now, that being said, the way he has handled the situation since has been horrible, terrible, and ill-advised. I don't know why he's doing these things. He needs to get be quiet and let his PR handle it and, you know, and not say because. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, y'all. That Instagram thing he posts was deplorable. Every statement he's posted since has been deplorable. Drake posted a statement. I guess he felt like he had to. If I was him, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have kept it quiet because I'm not in it. He 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 came out on the stage earlier, but the incident, the crushing incident that happened, it wasn't on his part. And so, if I was him, I would have stayed. I wouldn't have said nothing, or I would have had my PR release a statement. Um, but I just think I just think everybody needs to chill out let the investigation go, what I will know is what I will say is the insurance for live events now, but you know, I don't know I, I'm I'm. we do a lot of events in my current job and I'm, I'm getting quickly um, up on the issues that, that occur with them as far as insurance and everything but um, but it really depends on the agreements, it depends on who was in charge, like, was not, who was in charge of security who was in charge of that, because it may not have been Travis, it may have been Live Nation, or it may have been some production company hired, you never know, so, um you know, but all those insurance um, policies always have, like, provisions for, you know not anything reckless or not anything caused by you, or not anything that you have full control over that we didn't, so, you know, it needs to be an investigation, because I feel like a lot of people were responsible for that probably uh, a lot of people failed in their duty for that and it wasn't all on Travis and it might not actually have been on Travis at all, now there may be some case against him for you know there may be some point where he should have stopped it people kept showing that video of the girl on stage at the cameraman but I don't know what the cameraman was supposed to do they kept saying "Why would the cam- how is the cameraman going to stop the show, he's the cameraman what is he supposed to do I'm not saying that he was right or wrong I'm just saying I don't I don't you know I don't see what that proves that the camera the cameraman has no power to stop the show like I really don't get the point of what y'all kept saying with that um but it's a tragedy one of the eight people trampled to death apparently was a child rest in peace but like you know I don't know why y'all have an eight year old at at a that's not a place for a child and um you know the second thing I want to say is and um This is a side point, but I just thought it was interesting that a couple people were saying that, you know, because, listen, now it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is, how out of line, whatever it is, there's always going to be somebody that's going to jump out and defend whatever curse. and now we got people saying that it's, oh, routine for people to get trampled to death and die at festivals. So we got people uh, defending what all happened with the crowd. Crowd acting like some wild fucking animals. Trample and trampling people and catching as, this is what I'm saying, like there's gonna be a lot of blame here, and I would not be surprised if Travis gets the least of it because the fans also were acting a fucking monkey um, and I think that's probably the, the you know, that between them and security and production and whoever was in charge security is probably gonna take the bulk of the blame, now there have been uh, um I've read stories today come out say where Houston police say they warned him but you, listen police lie we know police lie and you know I don't know if that's true or not and even if they did warn him about the 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 um, mood of the crowd I just I don't know I think it's going to be hard to determine exactly what he knew and at what point you can you can blame it on him and if there is a point at all again I don't I don't think his view from the stage and, and and I, you know, I'm not, I won't say I'm a fan I, I'm not a fan of Travis, but I think Travis is a, is, is, a, is a talented producer I like a lot of his movie, his music he opened for Rihanna, I've been to his shows I've not been to his shows, but I'm familiar with his show I know what his show gives, and th- this is not the first, that's what they do with his shows so, what I'm saying is, people saying he should have knew, but they do that at all his shows, so it's not like he was seeing anything that was out of the ordinary or out of, this, that's what they do, so I'm I'm not, I can't say that him from the stage should've knew, they, you know, even, oh they saw him pass the guy up, they pass the guys up at Michael Jackson, that's how they get you out the crowd, sometimes, them Michael Jackson shows, they fucking crowd surf the dude out, like, that's what they do, and it brings me to a second point, where people were saying, um, well, you know, you can't blame the people, because there's no etiquette in the mosh pit, and I'm like, that's not actually true, um, mosh pits are from my generation, Gen X, we, that's kind of what we did, and I've never participated in the mosh, mosh pit, because it's not my thing, but I've been, I've seen them, and I know people who do them, and I've been places where they have them, and there are actually, there is actually etiquette in the mosh pit, it's actually, you know, mosh pits were never as, as fucking bad, or as, as horrible as the parents made them, because yeah, sometimes like, people would get bloody in those mosh pits, but if you really, in the mosh pit, we're not talking about that neo-Nazi shit, I'm talking about like at shows when we used to do, they used to do those, if you notice people aren't really getting beat up in the mosh pit, like nobody's really doing anything like yeah, people are stomping around and you get thrown around, but it's not super violent, like if somebody somebody might get elbowed in the nose by accident <coughs> or something like that, but There is an etiquette. There is an etiquette to the mosh pit, and you don't typically get hurt or trampled because if somebody falls down, they'll kind of stop and, like, get the person up. I've seen it where somebody lost their glasses and they'll stop and get the person at glasses and they keep going, like, um, (laughs) it's not just like a a wild, untamed, you know, people acting like idiots, Now it might be that now with these young kids, but <coughs> I'm sorry to keep coughing on y'all, but can't be helped, um but, the point is, those fans are out of control and there's gonna be a lot of blame to go around and I don't think it's gonna be all on Travis okay and that's all I to say on that um, I'll save that, no, let me get on that now so running theme, and we'll just, I'm not gonna talk about it long, but today on TikTok, sorry, today on Twitter, there was a TikTok, or yesterday, yesterday, on TikTok, there was a, the gays were in a big brouhaha, because some gay dude, who to me, looked to be about at least 25, I might have put him at 30, post his TikTok about how he was, you know, finally getting comfortable to go out as a gay man or I don't know if he was gay or bi or whatever he was gonna go to this club and, and oh here's a guy I like and I'm gonna try to talk to him and he's like looking in the camera like a child sipping on his soda like he's 8 years old like oh there's a boy I think is cute I'm gonna try to listen if he was 13, this would've been very cute, this would've been very age-appropriate, but he um, he was not, he looked like to be pushing 30, and if y'all listen to this, y'all know I'm very big on age-appropriate behavior, I believe in staying young and being youthful, but I do not believe in childish shit from grown people, okay, and um, I just, grow the fuck up, stop being so fucking immature, and this motherfucker goes to speak to this, you know, what they call mean gay, I guess, and the guy, you know, brushed him up, did, did, did whatever, said fuck you, whatever, like, it, that happens to people in clubs and just in the world all the time. Let's see, this motherfucker's outside crying, real tears. This is what happens when I go out and I try to talk to people and these mean gays and all you motherfucking clowns on the internet co-signing that shit, All people need to be more empathetic, nigga, if you don't get this shit the fuck out of my face, if you don't get, first of all I'm tired of y'all, posting everything on fucking social goddamn media y'all, y- y- you don't have no filters you don't have no barriers, you don't have no fucking pride, stop putting every fucking thing on fucking social media, and then when people don't give you the fucking attention, and goddamn sympathy you want, now you wanna talk about how the world is, mean, shut the fuck up, get this shit out of here, man, you're 30 fucking years old, you too goddamn grown for that shit, you go to the club, you let this mother, excuse me I'm sorry, you let this motherfucker run you out of your big ass out of the club in tears because somebody was mean to you, like, can y'all grow the fuck up, like, y'all really do, I, somebody need to sit y'all down and really talk to y'all, because some of y'all be shouting the fucking fool, y'all be too big and too grown to be acting like y'all acting, who the fuck cares if he was mean to you, nigga, you, you let him run you out the club, so what, go talk to somebody else and just sit there and have a good time, like, nigga, and, and then ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with days like all the mean gays, if the, uh, it's just, it's no different than if some nerd ass ugly dude went up to like the finest Rihanna looking bitch in the club and tried to talk to her, she gonna give him the same response, well maybe she won't cause you know, she might be afraid that he's gonna fucking try to kill her, but I mean generally in the normal days, she would get the same response, same thing as some ugly Wanda looking girl went up to the finest guy in the club, he's gonna give her the same, like stop being stupid, like what are you doing? You are too fucking grown for that shit. And I'm tired of y'all, every time somebody, y'all, man, very weird old generation, and I'm just tired of it. Tired of it. Y'all do dumb shit, y'all do stupid shit, y'all do goofy, attention-seeking shit, and when your little fucking immature-ass feelings ain't affirmed, then it's everybody else's problem. You're a grown fucking man. Why are you putting that on the internet, number one? And number two, why are you walking through the street streaming tears because somebody in the club was mad at you, Like was mean to you? Like, grow the fuck up y'all is tiring with that shit man you a fucking who cares alright fuck you too then nigga go talk to somebody else like what are you doing what are, you, what are we supposed to do with that what you want us to do at you oh he's so mean to you baby like, grow the fuck up grow up who cares if somebody's mean to you they got a right to be fucking mean if they want to ain't nobody gotta like you and ain't nobody gotta be nice to you ain't nobody gotta say shit to you the way you wanna hear it y'all a fucking get the fuck out of here God, that shit is not cute, and no, you're not, it's not everybody else, you're getting the reaction you should get, because what the fuck are you doing, like, some of y'all got straight, y'all need to go talk to professionals about why you act like you do, and stay the fuck, stop blaming social media, because it ain't social media, nigga, that's weird, you being weird, and people are responding to that, like, nigga, you are too grown for this shit, and I don't hear about no fucking mean gays, who the fuck cares, Damn! Y'all fucking little feelings just be in every fucking thing! Sheesh! Alright. The air is getting very dry here and I'm about to choke myself out, so I'm not gonna be able to talk for much longer, so let me just slow this down here and get these last two points out. Um, Insecure, this last episode with Lawrence and Co- and Condoleezza Rice, I really appreciated it because, to me, it illustrated what I have been saying about Lawrence all along, the thing that drives me I don't understand how Lawrence has a hive I think Lawrence is a terrible, he's he's a—he's—he's he's trash, dude he's hes the stereotypical nice guy, and I think that that has been the point that has been trying to be brought across to y'all the whole time, but y'all keep wanting to call y'all keep wanting to be on Lawrence's side and make him a nice dude, this guy fucking had the baby with Condoleezza fine, every, now listen, man, this shit upset me, cause y'all I don't like Condor either, but y'all, I was on her side, I was, kind, I mean, she was tripping a little bit because she was doing the most, because you get, if you want the nigga to be out, then make him be out, take him to court, y'all set up y'all little uh, custody agreement and that be it, but you know but I, I was on her side because clearly, you know, and the thing that drives me, the, the thing that kills me about insecurity, I'll be like, it's gaps in the writing it's not gaps in the writing, you're just not accepting what they're giving you. That's not gaps. The reason why that she, he got text that the baby was coming, because he ain't been around. That's the point they're trying to communicate to you. He's not been around. He's not been there. This lady been pregnant. He been up in San Francisco with his new job. He didn't even know she was... I mean, she ain't been going to the Lamaze classes. He don't know nothing. He ain't know they named it. He ain't know nothing. That's the point they're trying to tell you. The fact that she beeped him... After the baby was born, was just kind of a like, well, he is the father. You should tell him his child was born. That's what that was. That's what they're trying to keep. Everybody, it's it's ga- it's not a gap. Y'all just don't want to accept what they're giving you. They're trying to show you that he has not been involved. He is a deadbeat dad. He got the lady pregnant, she gave him an out. Then he said he wanted to be the father, but you ain't been around that's what they're trying to show, then you want to pop up after the baby, and now you want to feed the baby cupcakes, don't know what the ba- That's that's what they're trying to communicate, and it don't work like that, bruh, nigga, you could've, t- you could've took paternity leave, you, listen, all I'm saying is, Lawrence is, the reason I don't like Lawrence as a character, and the reason I've been saying all along that he is not a good guy, he's not written as a good guy, he's written as the kind of guy who makes choices and makes decisions, and then doesn't want to take accountability for the choices that he's made, and then when you don't want to fucking accept him the way he wants to be accepted, then he plays the victim, he wants to be the good guy, but he's not the good guy, you make decisions all the time Lawrence, that are not good guy decisions, you went up wrong Condoleezza, that's not a good guy decision you got her knocked up, you wasn't gonna tell Issa, that's not a good guy decision then you told her she said, look, she's gonna have the baby with or without you, she gave you the out, you told her, "All right, no, I'm not gonna have my baby out here, but you got your baby out here Like you, he makes, going to San Francisco when you have a baby on the way is a choice, I'm not saying he shouldn't have did it he did what's best for him, I'm not saying he should've got married and none of that, I'm not saying it, but I'm saying you made a choice, you had other choices, you could've said, hey y'all can I work remotely from LA cause I have a baby coming, okay, they would've accommodated you, my nigga, but you didn't do that you went to San Francisco, you was doing you, you fucking all these girls and now, cause you pop up, now all of a sudden you wanna be the daddy and, and daddy and this my baby too and she's reacting the way she should, cause like nigga, where the fuck you been at? He's not a good guy, and my thing, the thing I cannot, he never stands in his same thing with Tasha, he never, he makes choices, and he doesn't stand in them, he told her he was coming to see her family, then he didn't come, then it's like, oh, why are you trying, trying to be a nice guy, no, you're not, you're not a nice guy, you wasted her time, you really didn't want to be serious with her, and you could have just told her that, instead, you let her alone, and you had her looking stupid in front of her family, and then you, when she says that, then you want to play this nice guy role, Lawrence is trash. He's done this the whole series. I don't understand why he has a hive. The whole thing that with him and Issa broke up in the first place, like my nigga, you made the decision to leave with the best. You got mad. You was on the show. You was on the couch for five years. You wasn't doing nothing, you weren't doing nothing, it's not like you was working part-time or nothing, and listen, I was on your side with the Best Buy, cause I'm not gonna work at Best Buy, okay, I get it, but I'm saying, you could have let Issa, Issa cheated on you with the, I'm not, I'm not pro-cheating, but I'm saying man, you could have let her have that, you could have been like, you know what, for these five fucking years, it's been, I ain't been doing shit, you know what, my bad, I'm not going to hold that against you, let's just start new, but you didn't want to do that, you wanted to cry, and act like the victim, how could you, and this and this and that, and the third, so she said, fuck you, and she should have, so, and I and I think that this episode finally illustrated that, like, y'all keep acting like there's something missing, there's not anything missing, they're trying to show you, this is a particular type of guy, that you encounter, and that you need to move on from, now, Condola she did some fucked up shit too because Con. but actually, I can't even say that because this is what I'll say Condola gave him the out he didn't take it, okay now you, I mean you. if the man, that, that is your baby daddy he's back, I don't think she's, you know, I think if she was like No, I don't think keeping the baby from him and no you can't see the baby, I don't think that's the right thing to do if he's there, that is the baby father give him the baby, now you know she might have been doing the most with how she was behaving, but I kind of get it because I'm like, nigga, you, this is the point. He has not been around. And now here you come, you grabbing the baby up, you feeding the baby cupcakes, you ain't washing your hands, and now you want to take my newborn up to, I don't trust you, I don't even know, you don't know how to fill the formula, you don't even know, you don't know how to check for allergies, I don't even know what your fucking apartment looks like, and that's what I'm saying, this is what I'm saying about Lawrence, you done built the crib and all this shit, just assuming that the you didn't talk to her about that. You, didn't, you know what I mean, like this is, he's not, he, I cannot stand him, and I feel like that y'all try to buffer him up, by saying it's bad writing, but it's not bad writing, they're showing you the kind of dude he is, and y'all just don't want to accept it, he's been doing this the whole time, this is what he does so, and I think Issa's genius, because I think that's on purpose, I think all these characters she's writing, are real people, and I think people have the visceral reaction they do, because y'all don't understand it, y'all, that's y'all, that y'all generation is real goofy like that, like, that's how Gen X, we can't really stand y'all, because that's how y'all act, this is how you come off to other people, I don't know if y'all realize it, but social interactions, are and and therefore your relationships or very like that, and that's why we just kind of be like, ew, who the fuck does that, all the ghosting and the this, and, like, who does that, like, if you don't want to be with a motherfucker do all, just be like, hey, this ain't working out, and bounce, who goes to social media, and, like, this shit y'all do is weird to us, It's you weirdo to us, y'all didn't grow up outside, y'all didn't grow up fighting on the, on the, in, on the school schoolyard, y'all don't have the, y'all don't, y'all don't have the, the, the social I don't know, skills and graces and home training that we did y'all different and it's weird to us, and so it's funny to me watching the show, because all of y'all are like that I don't relate to it I like Issa I watch the show to support her but I don't relate to it at all, cause I think all the motherfuckers are weirdos, actually the only one I really uh, uh, relate to in, the, in, in any way is Issa and on her career, you know, struggling to really do what it is she really wants to do I, I relate to that, I relate to Molly somewhat, everybody hates Molly which I think is funny, cause a lot of people a lot of y'all just like Molly, but I like the way that Molly is ride or die, Molly is really you know, she don't really want to hear no bullshit, but if, if it's time to go be the bitch ass, Molly is the first one in the car I relate to that, right, I like friends like that, I can deal with all the rest of that other shit you know, um, as long as you gonna you know, be in the car with me to go dump this body, let's go That's real friends to me. Um but yeah, I like this episode, because I was like, finally, they're showing that this nigga, they're showing that he's just, this is who he is, he's not a good guy, I don't know, understand how he has a hide, I don't understand how people are on his side, nigga, you cannot pop up, all of a sudden, now you want to be the bait. you ain't been there, and and I just, y'all kill me, because I, she gave you everything in the scene, the way they all looked when he showed up, that that was, I they ain't seen this nigga in nine months, and that's what they all was looking like, like, oh, they, they, they sent that text just to let him know they didn't think he was going to come because the nigga ain't been around so when he shows up, that's what their reaction was like it was and y'all, well, I don't want to say he's trying, what is he trying trying what what did he try that's why they named the baby without him that's why they scheduled, because nigga you ain't been here if you cared and you really wanted to be a part you would have been proactive hey, what's going on, first of all you'd have been down there that's number one What's going on? Okay. Oh, the baby's coming. How's how's your doctor appointment? Like, clear. You didn't know the baby could have been premature. If you would have been following her doctor's appointments, you might have known that he ain't been following shit. And that's that's the whole point. And I think Issa has been writing this character like this all along. And y'all been giving him too much. Y'all been talking about it's writing gaps and this and that. No, it's not. That's just he. That's what he is. So, I like this episode, because I'm like, finally, they're showing what the fuck this motherfucker really is. Now, look, I don't want to see no more Lawrence, listen, I ain't like Lawrence in season one, I wanted him going to season one, I thought he was, I just, I, like, I've all everything I've already said, I thought he did too much, I thought they could have just, they could have just let that little cheating incident go, and started over, and been the fuck fine. You know, but, whatever. But, um, you know, I don't need to see no more, I don't want to see no more him and Condola and that baby, I hope they not gonna keep going with that, I don't care, I have been waiting season after season to see Issa glow up, to see Issa come into what we know is gonna come into, I've been waiting, that's what I wanted the show to be about all along they got caught up in this large drama and ugh, I hated it I wanted him going since season one I want her and Molly's friendship, I want I want, that's what I want, I want Issa's life to be centered not this fucking relationship drama with this dude so hopefully we get that. I don't know. I don't know if 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 um well fucking Condola and Lawrence get married, don't get married, get custody, whatever they gonna do. Please just do it off scene. I don't I don't want to see no more of that. Um, but I'm glad that they did that. I really enjoyed that episode because I'm like finally this motherfucker he doesn't he makes choices, and he doesn't take responsibility for the choices, and then when you don't want to call him, I'm trying, no you're not dude, you're doing the bare fucking minimum, y'all let men do the bare fucking minimum, and give them so much fucking credit, and I don't understand it, what is he trying, nigga ain't buying no diapers, nigga ain't buying no bottles, he ain't had no cart, like what have you tried, tried what, nigga you popped up, and now you fucking feeding my baby cupcakes, and doing all kinds of shit, Cause you know, Snap is my baby too. Like, nigga, are you crazy? You lucky her brothers and cousins one niggas. You done got jumped. But anyway, you know, good episode. I, um, I, I, I I'm glad, but I'm tired of y'all talking about his gaps in that story. It's not gaps in the story. You just refuse to accept that this man is is a bum and trash. But he is. He's the kind of dude that you experience at that age, and once you learn and identify, you don't deal with that kind of dude anymore. He doesn't stand in his decisions. He always wants to play the victim, and he and and everybody is acting on his life. He doesn't he doesn't act on anything. He's always a fucking a fucking uh, stand in in his own life. I cannot stand people like that. If you going to make the bad... if you listen, and I'm not I'm not judging his decision, I would have gone to San Francisco too, I would have done that too, cause I ain't wanna be with her as my baby mama, but I'm gonna stand in that decision though I'm not gonna act like I'm trying and I did the right thing when I'm up in San Francisco like no I'm not you know, so when I show up when the baby's born, if that's what I, if that's how I'm gonna carry it, then that's how I'm gonna carry it but I'm not gonna make it like I'm trying and I'm the good guy, cause I'm not, nigga I went to San Francisco I ain't know what the fuck you could've been, you could've been dead down here for all I know that's all I'm saying, Stand in your, st- make your choices, and stand And he never does that, never ever ever ever, ever does it, ever, and when somebody calls him on it, well I'm trying, I'm a nice guy, I'm this. no you're not, alright I said enough, my point is across, but that's why I don't like that nigga, and I never like that nigga, I'm, and I hope, I don't want to see no more of him, when they rolled him off the show, I was so happy, when he came back, I was like oh my god, why, and last, but certainly not least The Harder They Fall was the most amazing thing I have seen in a long time, I love me a good western I love me a period piece western when well done, one of my favorite genres um, I can name you western after western that I love, my father used to love westerns, he he his western tastes a little different than mine, well he did like Clint Eastwood's, but he used to watch Lone Rage, like the corny westerns, I don't really like those, but <clears throat> um, you know Django, which wasn't really a western it had a part that was a western, all the, you know all the Clint Eastwood joints um, Outlaw, Josie Well Ailes, um anything Kevin Costner is in he was in a, damn, what's the name of that one he was in with, uh, Robert Duvall uh Free, Ra- what was the name of that? Free Rangers, or I don't know some of y'all don't talk about, Excellent um, the Unforgiven, all Clint Eastwood westerns, period, Unforgiven um, what Tombstone, I love a western uh, good westerns, I love it and this is one of the best man, this thing started at 100 miles an hour and it never stopped and it was so good and, you know all of y'all complaining about Zazzy. I'm not a big Zazzy um, fan, I thought she actually did a good job, and I thought she actually stole a couple of them scenes from Regina, because, I don't know what that accent Regina was doing, but it came and it went, and I wish she would've either had it or not had it, cause the back and forth, it was killing me, um, I thought Zazzy did a good job, stage, they took, people acting like this shit was a documentary or something, it's not, they just wanted to introduce these, these black, cowboys, because the original cowboys were black, from the old west that have got written out of stories, they make y'all think the cowboys look like John Wayne and all them, they did not these were black, um, freed and emancipated slaves who went west to the western territories because that's where you can own land and there wasn't no Jim Crow and none of that shit um, out there and they just wanted to put them in a movie, most of these people didn't even, Stagecoach Mary wasn't called Stagecoach Mary, till later in her life, till like she was in her 60s, um, Cherokee Bill looked like a white man, um, Rufus Buck, and wasn't, uh, and not only did Cherokee Bill look like a white man, he was running around in that 1895, he was way past whenever um, this movie takes place, and that's the one, that's the one thing that bugged me about the movie, I, I was, I'm like, I don't know what year that was supposed to be set in, cause, it had, we know it was past slavery, but, I don't think it couldn't have been any later than the 1880s, judging from the Union uniforms, it definitely wasn't close to the 1900s, by the weapons or none of that, and I was just like, but everybody's story, including that, wasn't from slavery, and I'm like, listen, y'all can't be, this can't be no more, y'all, most of them are probably in a, well, Back then, you know, people a little bit younger. So let's say 30, 18 to like 40, That like probably, right? Probably mostly 30s, right? So that means and you definitely were free, right? So it couldn't have been no more than 18. Uh all of them were born in slavery, clearly. So it couldn't I'm like, it couldn't have been no more than 1880. But all y'all's childhood, all y'all got stories from childhood that like the story that Trudy told that's not, you would have been, you would have been enslaved as a child, and it didn't make sense, for that and that love, like, that when they, when, at the beginning, not to give it away, but wherever they were at, they were somewhere well settled on the, on, in the west, in the homestead, you couldn't do that prior to 1865, so it had to be after so, you know and a good deal, I just couldn't figure out the year, that's the only thing that was bugging me, it was, the year was not figureoutable, um, couldn't tell when it was supposed to be um, but it was great the gunfire the costumes the gown ga- the gowns beautiful gowns shot brilliantly acted brilliantly everybody did a good job the story was dope oh my god it was so it was just oh I've, it's so amazing man it's so good there's gonna be a sequel it's the best if you it's the best movie I've seen western I've seen since Django it's like that. It's lit like that. But actually, it's probably more lit to Django because Django had some some um, down. You know, the first half of Django wasn't as 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 John Blaze. The second half, as far as like the action was going, um, this movie from the beginning to the end was all action. It was so good. Bravo! I loved it. I oh man, I was so it's it's I was so thoroughly entertained everybody did an amazing job, it was funny, it had comedy, it had action, it was so good I just, excellent 10 out of 10, so good if that thing would be in the theaters, man they would they would have done so many serious numbers, I, I don't know what the, I'm sure they do well on Netflix, cause it's like number one trending, but man, if that could have came out in the theaters, that would have probably that might have done Black Panther numbers that shit is so good alright y'all um, I've been talking a little long, i I, I posting early and, and giving y'all longer, because, you know, I feel bad about missing last week, um, but, uh, you know, like me, rate me, thanks for listening, tell your friends, um, you know, and, yeah, uh, thanks for coming out, God bless, good night, see y'all next week.